Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast, where you can get the latest results, fantasy picks, and news every week in the NASCAR racing world. We just got one more spot left to fill, so let's give it to our host. Here he is, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. Hope you guys are all super excited because it is Daytona 500 weekend. We have already seen some action-packed racing here at Daytona, including the Daytona Duels. Some of that racing was pretty good, in my opinion, as well as the Camping World Truck Series race. More than likely, you guys have just finished up watching that before listening to this podcast episode. Um, We are going to talk about that one in the next episode when we talk about the final results for the top three divisions. But either way, hopefully you get to watch that Truck Series race because, in my personal opinion, it was a really good race. Maybe the finish wasn't the best thing in the world, but overall, good race. But tonight, we are going to focus on the biggest things that put this podcast on the map. I am talking about our top fantasy picks for the Daytona 500. And the reason why I say it like that is because very exciting news came to this podcast earlier this week. A website known as Feedspot reached out to me earlier this week. Feedspot is a ranking website for plenty of categories throughout the internet world, and they said that NASCAR Field Filler Podcast is one of the top five fantasy NASCAR podcasts on the web. That's unbelievable to hear. In fact, they ranked a second place. A podcast that started two years ago with a guy who just wanted to sit down and talk NASCAR to a bunch of strangers has finally picked up to the second biggest fantasy NASCAR podcast. I'm unbelievably proud of that, and I'm so happy you guys have came in every single week to make this possible. Guys, thank you so much, and I'm going to pay it back to you guys. I swear to you, I'm going to try to give you guys the best fantasy picks throughout the entire year. I'm going to do plenty of studying, and also for our fantasy group, we are going to have a prize at the end of the year for the person who wins that fantasy competition, so make sure to sign up for that. It is NASCAR Field Fillers. That's what the league is called. Uh, we've had a lot of things pop up that for suggestions. I think the best suggestion, and I hopefully I can set this up for you guys, is get a custom-made diecast 124 of my car in the title screen where you see me giving a thumbs up in that NASCAR there, that nice blue and black. I want to see if we can make that into an actual diecast car. And the winner of the league by the end of the year will get a two of a kind. I'm pretty sure I'm going to buy one for myself if I don't win the competition. Uh, two of a kind, 124 diecast car. Hopefully, I can get that bill for you guys. Worst case scenario, I'll buy you your 124 diecast that you want at the end of the year. So make sure to check that out and create a league. That is NASCAR Field Fillers on NASCAR Fantasy Live. Make sure to create a league. Let's have some fun this year. But without further ado, guys, let's dive into it. Let's look at the top fantasy picks here for the Daytona 500. Oh man, guys, here we go. The first fantasy picks of 2022. So for the new listeners, let me explain how we set this up. Usually I go with 15 picks in total. And the reason why I pick 15, I know it's a lot of numbers. You only get six picks in total for your fantasy live team. And the reason why I do that is simply because you only get 10 picks of each driver through the first 26 races of the season. You can't use the top six guys 
every single weekend because you're eventually going to run out. So Kyle Larson, you can't use him more than 10 times. So you got to be really smart with it. So I divided it up when these 15 picks as one through five being your number one or number two pick. Uh, your sixth through 10th picks are going to be your third and fourth picks. And then your 11th through 15th picks. Those are kind of the dark horses that you'll put in your fifth spot or your garage spot as kind of a substitute driver for one of your top guys. So that's how I usually set it up for you guys. I'm pretty sure we're going to keep doing that throughout the season. If I do change it up, I'll drop it down to 10. How about that? We'll go with that. So let's first start off with the top dogs that you will more than likely want as your number one or number two in the Daytona 500. I think the first one is a pretty obvious one to go with, and I say that is Ryan Blaney. Now, a lot of people will probably think I was going to say another driver, but here's the reason why I say Ryan Blaney is probably the most obvious one. He has been the most dominant when it comes to super speedway races recently. I mean, Talladega, Daytona, you can throw Michigan in there. That's a super fast racetrack as well. That number 12 car is always up there near the front and he's been a contender for the last few Daytona 500s. The only one he really wasn't was last year, but he got taken out in an early incident. That's not really his fault. Um, the other races before that, I mean, he finished second. There's a sixth place finish. Um, I mean, the most recent race at Daytona, he won that event. A great super speedway driver a, and right now in the practices, he's looked really strong. The entire Ford camp has. Keep an eye on him. He is definitely a good pick to go with here for the Daytona 500. Now let's do the second most obvious pick you want to go with here in the Daytona 500, the number 11 of Denny Hamlin. Now a lot of people would put him as number one, but after seeing the practices as well as the Daytona duels, uh, I feel like he's a little bit behind some drivers, but still, you can't put him that far behind. I mean, he's won half of the Daytona 500s in the last six years, three Daytona 500 wins, and usually he's absolutely dominant in this race. I mean, the last five years, his worst finish in the 500 is 17th. Other than that, he finishes in the top five or better every time. You can't really argue with those kind of statistics and including the laps led. I mean, last year, 98 laps led, then 79 laps led when he won his third one. His second one he won, he led 30 laps. When he finished third, he led 22 laps. Absolutely dominant as a super speedway driver, mostly at Daytona. And Denny Hamlin, definitely a good number one or number two pick to go with here at Daytona. We've done a Ford, we've done a Toyota, now let's do a Chevy. Let's go with Chase Elliott. So the one thing Rick Henrik has done here this weekend is provide speed for his team. I mean, in qualifying, they qualified first, second, third, and fifth. Almost swept qualifying if it wasn't for one number 10 machine of Eric Amarola. But if I had to pick one who's probably going to be head and shoulders in that group, it's going to be Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott has proved that he's a really good super speedway driver. Came this close in the 2021 Daytona 500 to winning it. If the caution lights worked in his favor he probably would have won that Daytona 500 fortunately was not able to do so but hell he's still a really good super speedway driver Talladega races you can never count him out neither here at the Daytona races it, his time is due here pretty soon to get a Daytona 500 win and how big would it be for the sport if we see someone like a Chase Elliott in victory lane. The most beloved driver in NASCAR right now winning the race. For a bunch of new fans, that's going to be really cool for them to see that crowd going absolutely nuts for that. Do I see it happening? I do. Um, would I pick him over Denny Hamlin or Ryan Blaney? Probably not. But that shouldn't um, deter you from putting him as your number one or number two spot. Maybe you want to save those drivers for another time. I wouldn't really do that. But if you want to use Chase Elliott here in this race, I think he's going to be an absolute great pick and a contender for the win here in the 500. 
Here in the fourth spot is probably going to be a driver you're not going to see nearly here in these top spots this year. But you know what? One thing he's absolutely great at is, is that super speedway races. How about one of the dual winners in the newly formed RFK team? of Roush Fenway Keselowski, I am talking about the number 17 of Chris Buescher. Now, a lot of people don't think about Chris Buescher when it comes to uh, the Daytona 500, and I can kind of understand that. I mean, he's never really the guy going for the victory, He's but he's usually the guy around the top five. And I think that's really, really huge, and hell, the way that they've been looking here this week, they could be contending for a Daytona 500 win, and if they do, this will be the first time Jack Roush is back in victory lane and the Daytona 500 since 2012, the last person to do it for the Daytona 500, Matt Kenseth. But I think Chris Buescher has a lot of opportunity to win this Daytona 500. I mean, just including that win in the Daytona duels is one thing. But if you looked at practice speed, he has been in the top five almost all the time. You look at his past finishes here at Daytona. Here's the last four finishes. A second place did have a 31st finish. Usually you can have one DNF for each driver. Um, that's not really going to affect their stats too much because it happens to everybody. But the other finish. A ninth place, a third place. In 2018, he finished fifth twice. He's done absolutely great when it comes to Daytona. So don't underestimate that number 17 machine. He's more than likely going to be contending for the win in the Great American Race. And the last one here for top picks. You know what? I got to do it. I really got to do it. I'm going to throw Michael McDowell here in the top five picks. I know it's absolutely crazy. I don't think uh, hardly anybody's doing that as, oh, he's a number one or number two pick here this week. But I truly believe he's a contender to go back-to-back here in the Daytona 500. Um, mostly for these small teams, it's usually one-hit wonder. Shoot, Michael McDowell been at the top of all the practice charts. I mean, the Daytona duels, he was a contender for the win the entire race. He was up there the entire time. Guys, Michael McDowell could potentially go back-to-back in the Daytona 500. And it's absolutely crazy to think that. I mean, when you think of him, you think Dark Horse every single time. But really, I think that number 34 team from Road Motorsports have proven that they are a legitimate contender here when it comes to super speedway tracks. So Michael McDowell, believe it or not, I personally believe is a top pick here for the Daytona 500. So let's recap the top five to go with. We got Ryan Blaney in the number 12, Denny Hamlin in the number 11, you got Chase Elliott in the number nine, Chris Busher in the number 17, and the number 34 of Michael McDowell. Alrighty, so now let's move on to our 6th through 10th picks, the pretty good category. Drivers that I think are going to do alright in this race, however, I don't see them in victory lane. Could get a top 5, definitely could get a top 10, but good in that victory, and eh, it's going to be tough for them. The first one I got to include is the number 22 of Joey Logano. Joey Logano led the most laps in his duel, has been up top when it comes to all the practice charts, mostly practice one and two. So why the hell am I putting him here in the pretty good category? Why did I put those other drivers ahead of him? It is because what happened on the final lap of the duels where he wrecked his primary car. That is huge, especially here in the Great American Race. You do not want to wreck that primary ever and unfortunately, Joey Logano wrecked it basically for um, a third place qualifying spot. That's honestly it. I, I don't know why he was that aggressive. He said he was going to be aggressive all week, but it cost him now his primary car. And I don't think he can get the victory now with the backup car. I still think he could be running around in the top 10. I, I, I mean, the Fords have been doing great. Uh, Penske Racing has brought in top tier equipment here for the 500. 
But I don't think Joey Logano is no longer the lead runner of the group. I think Ryan Blaine's ahead of him. And one other thing of Logano that I should cover on, when he usually comes to the big one at Daytona or Talladega, that number 22 car is usually part of that incident. And and that's why his finishes look really bad here at the super speedways. Sure, I'm pretty sure he can get you some stage points, definitely. But he's definitely not a cash-in anymore due to that accident in duel number two. So Joey Logano, a third or fourth pick here in your fantasy team. Next driver I have here in the pretty good category. Man, these Fords are absolutely dominating here in fantasy picks. But let's include Brad Keselowski. Now, Brad Keselowski won the first duel. So why did I put him so much lower than Chris Buescher, who is to me considered a slam dunk here for the 500? Well, one thing I've noticed when it comes to Brad Keselowski, yes, he finally won a Daytona duel. But I think that's his only Daytona win at all here in the Cup Series. Yes, he's dominant at Talladega, but Daytona hasn't really fared well for him. When you look at the last five years of Daytona results at both the 400 as well as the 500, he's only gotten one top 10. That's it. And it's crazy to believe that. But he has led quite a bit of laps in some of those 500s, so that's why I consider him to be part of the pretty good category. If he can get you some stage points, maybe even a stage win, he's definitely worth a third or fourth pick on your fantasy roster. But he's got to get the monkey off his back. Will he finally do it here in this Daytona 500? We'll see. He's with his own team. They put up some good results in the Daytona duels. However, for me, still is in the pretty good category. Let's jump back over here to the Chevrolet camp. The Chevrolet camp does have a lot of speed. Um, I just think when it comes to group pack racing right now, it has been the Fords kind of figuring out the most. But you don't want to keep the Chevrolets too far down on your roster. Let's now include the number 24 of William Byron. William Byron has shown if he stays out of trouble... He is going to be running around in the top five, has always brought fast equipment, has always been a contender, has led quite a few laps in multiple Daytona races, including that one in 2020 where he got the victory. I think he can do really good in the Daytona 500, but he has to stay out of trouble because he seems to be one of those guys who either is going to lead quite a bit of laps or he's going to get caught up in an accident and he's going to finish 32nd or worse. I don't think you're going to get really anything in between for William Byron, and that's why I put him in the third or fourth spot, because he can put up numbers as some of those other guys that I mentioned, but it seems to me personally he is more likely to get into an accident and score less stage points than, let's say, Joey Logano or Brad Keselowski. Still, if you think the Henrik cars will stay out of trouble, one driver you want on your roster is definitely the number 24 of William Byron. Next up, let's use the candy man himself, Kyle Busch. Now, a lot of people say that Kyle Busch is not a front runner here for the Daytona 500 like he used to be. I can agree to that in many ways. I mean, definitely not nearly as big as a factor as he was probably earlier in his career when he first started off with the number 18 of Joe Gibbs Racing. But you know what? Joe Gibbs Racing has always been really good on super speedway races. I mean, yes, Denny Hamlin has come in with those victories, but Martin Trex Jr. has been really close a few times. Kyle Busch has been right there. And honestly, Kyle Busch's numbers are fairly good when it comes to this racetrack. I mean, the last six races here, he has led laps in all but one. Of course, it was the 2021 Daytona 500, but his average running position was fifth. So he was right up there the whole entire time um, contending for the victory. So he is definitely a front runner. Is he going to get the victory, though? That is something I find really hard seeing here this year, but you know what? But you know what? Seeing him run around in the top 10, maybe in the top 5, 
would not shock me at all. Kyle Busch, a good third or fourth pick here for the Daytona 500. And the last guy we're going to wrap up here in the pretty good category. This one is a risky one to put in the pretty good category, but he has proved to me that he has a really good shot to run really well in this race. The number five of Kyle Larson. This is a very interesting statistic that I saw here with Kyle Larson. At both Talladega and Daytona, in his entire Cup Series career, he's not scored one top five. Now, one top five, that's absolutely crazy to me. However, in the Daytona 500, the last couple of years, he has finished in the top 10. Here's the last three Daytona 500s he's ran in. He finished 10th, 10th, 7th, and you know what? This year, he looks way better than he has any time before. I mean, he gets the Daytona 500 pole in dominating fashion. I mean, he has super fast speed in both qualifying rounds. And then in the duels, he led more than half of that race. That number five car looks actually pretty good. Can he get the victory though? That's really pushing it. I mean, super speedways and Kyle Larson does not mix too well, but you know what? Right now, I really see the top 10 coming out of him, but man, him never seeing a top five here at a super speedway kind of makes me a little bit uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. So Kyle Larson, I mean, you can go for him. I'm pretty sure he can get that top 10, especially the way he's running right now. But one thing you got to ask is, is Kyle Larson worth a pick here when there's only 10 races you can choose from him in the other 26 races? Do you really think Daytona is going to be his top 10 racetrack here in the regular season? It's really hard for me to see that. But you know what? I still put him in a pretty good category. If you want to go with him, by all means, go with him. I'm pretty sure you can get a top 10 out of him here in the 500. So those are the drivers in the pretty good category. We got the number 22 of Joey Logano, the number 6 of Brad Keselowski, the number 24 of William Byron, the number 18 of Kyle Busch, and rounding up with the number 5 of Kyle Larson. Alrighty, now it is time to move on to the dark horses. Drivers, you may want to take a chance on here in the 500. Now, there are a lot of drivers who have an opportunity to finish near the top, get a solid top 10 finish. That's just the way the 500 is. Of course, there's more that you feel more comfortable than others. So let's see if we can pick those ones that we feel more confident in getting that top 10, maybe even a top 5. One I feel really confident in is the number 23 of Bubba Wallace. Now, a lot of people could be scratching their heads on that pick or maybe even telling me just because he won at Talladega in the 2021 season does not mean he's now a super speedway superstar, which I do agree 100%. Uh, that just because you win one race at a super speedway doesn't mean you're now a number one pick. However, Bubba Wallace has always looked really good when it comes to Daytona. In the last five years, he has finished 17th or better all but one of those times. And that's honestly pretty impressive when it comes to Daytona and Talladega. There's so many accidents that happen here with the Gen 6 era that it's kind of hard <laughs> to honestly finish in the top 20 most of those times. But you know what? Bubba Wallace has proved that he really likes uh, the super speedway tracks. And Daytona, he seems to favor a lot more than Talladega. That 23 car, you may want to consider him a fifth pick here in your fantasy team rosters next driver here you may want to take a chance on this weekend is going to be the number three of austin dillon austin dillon has always looked really good when it comes to super speedway races that seems to be his forte i mean at a mile and a half tracks he's usually pretty good but when it comes to super speedways that's where he's more than likely a contender for the victory and especially here recently when it comes to daytona he has been a factor more often than not and the way he's been looking in the practices as well as the duels i think he's gonna be a pretty good front runner i 
uh, with a third place finish last year, a Daytona 500 victory in 2018, and getting a top 20 in all the last five Daytona 500s, I say he's a good fifth pick here for this weekend. All right, let's include the driver who's absolutely kicked ass when it comes to super speedway races down in the Xfinity series, now moving up full-time into the Cup series. Let's talk about the number 31 of Justin Haley. Justin Haley, I think, is more of a gamble, honestly, than most of the drivers here on this list, just because we haven't really seen too much speed from them. But, I mean, it's Colic Racing. Colic Racing knows how to race here at Super Speedways. They have shown it in the Xfinity Series, and, hell, they got a top 10 finish last year when they were running that part-time schedule. Justin Haley was able to bring that car into 7th place. And you know what? The team looks even stronger this this year. To see them running in the top 10, I would not be surprised. Hell, there's a lot of people, including Johnny on the track, that think he can win the whole thing. And you know what? In some places, I do see that happening. So Justin Haley, I think, is a really good pick to go with here as your fifth or even garage pick here for this weekend. And while we're on the topic of young drivers, let's talk about all three rookies right here. I have one above the others, but we I think we should include them all here talking about fantasy picks. Now, all of them have had a lot of success in the past when it comes to super speedways. All of them have shown really big potential. I mean, shoot, Harrison Burton has never finished outside the top 10 in an Xfinity Series race at Daytona. That's pretty damn impressive. And with that number 21 team, it has been really good results for them coming down to Daytona. And I know a lot of people are talking about this. The last person to have their second start at the Daytona 500 to run for Wood Brothers Racing got a victory, and that was Trevor Bain. Honestly, it could potentially happen once again. And I'm not just saying that because it happened before, but Harrison Byrne has been looking really good in speed weeks, but so has Austin Sindrick in that number two machine. Austin Sindrick has been mostly the pusher of the Penske group. I, I mean, that car has a lot of power and could potentially be running in the top five there near the end. I don't know if he's going to be going for the victory. I feel like he's going to be pushing someone else to victory. That's my personal opinion, but he's definitely going to be running up there from one time or another. I have more of a fear, though, of Austin Cedric getting collected in an accident than, say, Harrison Burton. And then the last one is Todd Gillen. I mean, Front Row Motorsports, Super Speedways. They've been so good. Michael McDowell has been really good this speed weeks. And here in the practices, who's been the driver right behind him has mostly been Todd Gillen. Todd Gillen could be a big sleeper here in this race. Everybody might be looking at Michael McDowell, but maybe they should be paying attention to Todd Gillen as well. Three great rookies by far. I mean, it's going to be very interesting here when it comes to super speedway races. I'm really excited for the Atlanta one to see how that one turns out. But if I had to pick one here that you would want to take a chance on the most, I would say Harrison Burton. I think Harrison Burton honestly has the best chance of finishing in the top five compared to the other drivers and maybe, just maybe, could be running for that victory in the final lap. So a guy you may want to take a chance on in your fifth or garage pick is that number 21 of Wood Brothers Racing. And then the last driver I'm going to include here on this list, a driver that you may want to take a chance on and could be a potential dark horse in this race, is the number 10 of Eric Amarola. Eric Amarola, this will be more than likely his last Daytona 500. As he said, 2022 will be his final season of full-time competition. So the question is, will we be seeing Eric Amarola go out with a bang or go out with blanks? Honestly, by how his speed weeks has went, it could go either way. 
I, I'm dead serious. I mean, look at practices, been mostly around the top 10 in practice speeds. Hell, had a great qualifying time. He was the only one who could spoil the Henrik party. But when it came to the duels, something was off with that machine. And most people could think, oh, you know, 2021, horrible, horrible season for Stuart Haas Racing. Well, it's a brand new car. So basically, they get to start from scratch. And you know what? Chase Briscoe, Cole Custer, and Eric Amarola from one time or another have been factors near the top of the charts, whether it be a practice or a Daytona duel. And right now, I think it would be a great time to take a chance on Eric Amarola. Um, There is a lot of gamble going on here. I think you only want him in your garage area right now because it it looks like it's either going to be he's going to be running up front or he's going to be falling a lap down uh, midway through the race. I really think that's there's no in-between for Eric Amarola. So put him in your garage area, but I'm betting that Eric Amarola will be a sleeper here in the 500. So there is your final five picks, guys. You may want to take a chance on. We got the number 23 of Bubba Wallace, the number three of Austin Dillon, the number 31 of Justin Haley, the number 21 of Harrison Burton, and we'll round up with the number 10 of Eric Amarola. And that will conclude our fantasy picks here for the 500. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to join our fantasy league. I'm so excited for this year. We're already up to, I think, 23 right now. I'm going to do another post on TikTok to tell people, hey, sign up for this. It is going to be a fun year. Remember, a winner is more than likely going to win a 124 diecast. If for some reason it's not that, it's going to be a badass fantasy trophy with your name and fantasy league name embedded into the trophy. It's going to be a lot of fun, so remember, go to NASCAR Fantasy Live and look for NASCAR Field Fillers and create a league and compete with us here all season long. You can also follow me on Twitter at TylerV33 or look me up at Field Filler Podcast. I pop up either way. Where we can talk during the race, I usually send tweets here and there. If you honestly reach out to me, I will answer right away, especially during the Daytona 500, so make sure to give me a follow out on there. If you're a fan of watching videos here and there, check out my YouTube channel, Vanilla Wafers, where I have been posting a few of my TikTok videos, as well as some 10 to 15 minute videos regarding some story. I I think the most recent one was the tire debacle at the 2008 Brickyard 400. I've also been doing a lot of videos of NASCAR card unboxings. I've been actually having a lot of fun with that. Uh, NASCAR, yes, they do make uh, cards for their drivers. And I'm going to be one of the only YouTubers that keeps that one going. So I'm going to have a lot of fun with that. If you want to see me unbox some cards and have a lot of fun, that is at Vanilla Wafers on YouTube. And then finally, I post videos every day on TikTok. Some of them humorous, some of them uh, regarding to NASCAR history. It has been a lot of fun. So make sure to check me out on there. It's the fastest growing social media page that we have here for the podcast. It is Vanilla Wafers 44. And the last thing I want to cover on is a big shout out to Johnny on the Track, who is a podcast YouTuber. He invited me on for our Daytona 500 predictions. I'm the one who made the craziest predictions, so hopefully I don't sound too much like a jackass when it's all said and done. But that was a lot of fun. Make sure to show some love to Johnny on the Track, as well as NASCAR Opinions and Armani DePaul on Twitter. But lastly, guys, it's Daytona 500 weekend. Have fun. It's going to be a great time. We get to see a lot of racing. We just saw the Truck Series. You're going to see the Xfinity Series. And then we'll round it up with the Cup Series. Weather seems to be clear, so we don't got to worry on that. 
It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see what this next-gen car will provide. We might see a completely different Daytona 500 than we've ever seen. We might see a bunch of groups of four racing for the victory, which I think is going to be very damn interesting if that happens. Who knows? Either way, make sure to tune in on that. That's going to be starting on Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern. They say the green flag will be dropped um, six minutes past three, so maybe tune in at 2.30. Again, that is going to be on Fox, or you can listen on MRN or Sirius XM. Above all, guys, thank you so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast. 